Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Tuesday, Tuesday, July twelfth, and then uh, we're, we're still we're still talking about baseball, right? We got All Star break is coming up. Uh, what with Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever next week. So just a reminder, no shows during All-Star break. So, uh, so if you show up, show up next week on Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I won't be here. You won't see a thumbnail. You couldn't even show up if you wanted to. Just wanted to let you know. Give me those thumbsy thumbs, thumb, thumb, the thumb, thumb, thumbs. Give me the thumb, thumbs, the thummy thumbs, uh, the thumbs up button, the like button, whatever you want to call it. First thing in the door. Good morning. Suki Singh's not here. What Taz? What, what, what Taz? What Taz is early. Doug Montgomery, good morning. In the chat, uh, feel free to post your questions if you want to ask anything. There's not much. To, there's not much to do today, right? We've got a slate yesterday. We have a what a 14 game slate. I think it's 14 on one side and 13 on the other. There's a there's a double ride. We have the White Sox. Is the White Sox Guardians game, which is the one that's a double header. Does the Fandle doesn't have the second of the double header? DraftKings does because we'll probably get lineups out. I mean, they're they're playing early today, right? So you, you should be able to get it. But FanDuel typically doesn't include the second game of a doubleheader. So uh, we could talk about today's slate. We could talk about yesterday's slate. We could talk to Card Fan. Good morning. Feel free to post whatever you'd like in the chat. Yesterday, uh, did the chalk get there? Would you consider the chalk getting there? I mean, the Padres the Padres put up enough, right? I, I was doing great until Machado hit the home run. If Machado wouldn't have hit the home run, I would have done so much better yesterday on DraftKings because uh, my 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 best lineup was a uh, was a Guardians five man, Royals three man. So I had uh, maybe I could bring it up, right? Yeah, yeah. This this was my I had in a bunch of contests. So like I had right Melendez, Pascantino, and Witt from the Royals, and then basically the Guardians would include you know Fran Reyes, Miles Straw. But of course, Jose Ramirez couldn't couldn't really do much. Just got hit by a pitch in the ninth inning. So it's like compared to everyone above me, I mean, like third base was typically filled by like Jose Ramirez or Manny Machado or something like that. So when Machado hit the home run, I just I went from like like around here, like second, third places in a bunch of contests, smaller smaller stuff, uh, and then all the way down to what like tenth place. So yeah, so. Uh, the CJ Adams home run did did help me in my uh, my cash lineup though, so so I was I was grateful for that. So did, did, did the pod, did the Padres truck really get there? I mean, if we take a look at the the large field from yesterday, uh, I mean, I guess it did four 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 Padres. I mean, you didn't need Trent Grissom, right? So here's the winning lineup: Miles Mikolas. I mean, the, really the key was to get to get as many points from pitcher as possible. And Nola, I mean, he got fifteen. Freed got 10. Scherzer got there. So you needed Scherzer at 43, 48% owned. But this is kind of like a, this is a four man. And then kind of whatever. I don't know. Here's one. Here's, here's four and a bunch of one-offs. Let's see. IH Brown. Okay. This is a Rangers. I mean, it, you could have gotten there with the Rangers. They were low owned, especially Tavares, right? 2% owned, 28 points. <coughs> but Brad Miller didn't do anything. 
<laughs> this is the Scherzer Nola lineup. Here's a Whistles lineup. Here's a five-man Padres stack with Lariano, Hoskins, and Melendez. So a 5X type of lineup with Scherzer and Nola. Okay, that makes sense. Here's the Mish. One, two, three, four Padres. Three, four, three, one with the three Rays. The Rays were low owned. Yandy Diaz, 4%. Miles Mikolas, 6%. Here's a Whistles Go Woo line of another Padres stack. OCD Padres, 5-3 with, uh, with the Rangers. Okay, so you, you could have gotten there. You could have gotten there. You could have gotten there with the, with the Padres. I mean, is, was that a positional thing? Like second base. Like what was set? What what was was second base bad enough that you needed? Let's see. Can we can we sort by? Oh, I could filter by position. Hold on. Filter by position. So second base. Yeah, second base really didn't do much. I mean, I unless you had really low Noose, Guillaume, and Josh Smith. So not much. A lot of a lot of the second basemen, Sammy and Story, Rogers, Jimenez. Scope, Aranda, Marte, Garcia, not much. I mean, Cronenworth stood out by far, which high, which obviously accentuated the Padre stacks because most likely if you if you have a Padre stack, you have Cronenworth at second. If you have a Ranger stack, you may have Josh Smith at, at second, at 3,200. So those stacks had a more overwhelming chance of being first place just because of positional scarcity, unless you use these guys as one-offs. And like even shortstop, like shortstop, you could have gotten points in a bunch of ways, right? Seager, Witt, Abrams, Bogarts, you could have gotten there, right? We take a look at at third base, right? Yandy, but he's only four percent done. But I mean, look look at all the ownership that's up here: Machado and Ramirez and Moncada, right? Forgot about him. He had a three run home run. Nolan Jones. You, it would have been better off if you played Nolan Jones at 2000 instead of Jose Ramirez at 5,200. He was the better third baseman for the Guardians yesterday. Then we look at, at catcher. Not much here. Melendez was the highest scoring catcher at 11 points. So you didn't need, it didn't matter as much, right? If you had any one of these. The, the difference was, you know, four points, five points. And then we take a look at first base. Right, the the most owned first baseman didn't first baseman's didn't get there. Reese Hoskins, Hoskins was the highest on. I mean, the highest scoring one. Nate Lowe, Wilmer Flores, G Man Choi, Pete Alonso. I mean, not many got there anyway. Didn't matter as much. And the Padres had two first basemen, and neither of them got there. But based on that set, based on the fact that Cronenworth outscored most second basemen, other than Josh Smith by far. That just makes it that most likely he's going to the Padres stacks are going to are going to win or at least three mans right if you have five Rangers if you if you were able to play five Rangers three Padres you, that that would that would have been the winning line right because we take a look at the teams right the Rangers where are the Rangers right you fit this in right you fit you were able to get Tavares Nate Low at first. And Corey Seager at short. Then get Cronenworth at, yeah, I mean, you can fit it in. Not many people, not as many people. I mean, Texas was, was, uh, was fairly, fairly owned on DraftKings. More, more, more than I thought they would. They were a little less owned. I played them on FanDuel. But I, I 
played I played them with uh I played the uh, Rangers with the Phillies. I had Hoskins, but Schwarber, Castellanos, and Derek Hall didn't do anything. So that didn't that didn't work out. On draft on DraftKings, I played the Tigers. I, I played a Tiger stack, I played a Rocky stack, and I played a whatever whatever we were looking at before. Guardian stack. This one didn't have any any uh Padres in it though. <sighs> Defix says glad to donate to you and a quintuple up. Yeah, I won quintuple. And I, I was shocked that I did. I mean, I needed that CJ Abrams home run. I was doing poorly very early because like I didn't have Moncada. Remember, I'm I'm playing I'm playing slightly different lineups in these like quintuple ups, triple ups. If I go back to my history, where's my hundred dollar hundred dollar triple up? Let's take a look. Hundred dollar triple up. Well, that one I lost. This one I won. Like in in quote cash. Remember, these aren't really cash games. I'm playing these in triple ups and quintuple ups. Right. I came in second at a at a ten. So I played Freed instead of Nola. I mean, I still played own players. I mean, it's not like I, other than C.J. Abrams, he was the big differentiator. So I played Mazzara. I played Cronenworth. I played Machado. I played Scherzer. And I had Freed, Melendez, Crone, Abrams, Joe Grossman. So like a lot of people were playing Voigt or Hosmer here. So you pay up here. I mean, all I was doing is just eliminating players and try to avoid overlap. So if we look at someone like McLovin, like look, Firedog 50 and McLovin had about the, had the same lineup. Like this was the more popular lineup. You had someone up. I mean, Connor Joe could have been Randall Gritchick, could have been anything. Surprised he had Baez in here. But pretty much I'm expecting to see Hosmer or Voigt. I'm expecting to see Scherzer, Nola, ha- Melendez or Alfaro, Hosmer or Voigt, Cronenworth at second. I don't thought of anyone else at second Machado or Ramirez even at third shortstop Bobby Witt or you paid down to CJ Abrams you're gonna have Grissom and Mazzara remember I just had one of them like that's what I'm expecting to see like BK Reader like had a very similar lineup right Melendez Voigt Cronenworth Machado Witt Grissom Mazzara Grossman and I'm looking to get off of this type of lineup without sacrificing as much projection as as I want a nice 5v5 sacrificing three points of projection, something like that. And I was able to get it by doing this. I still have I still have very similar players because getting rid of Cronenworth, Machado, and Mazzara just drop your projection too much. So it's like, okay, I'm going to have to play either Mazzara or Grissom. I'm going to have to play Cronenworth based on positional scarcity. Machado could have been Ramirez, but Machado did project better. Then what do I do here? And then, well, pay up at first, go down at short. And I got the C.J. Abrams home run. And Freed didn't, Freed, I mean, <coughs> Nola scored five more points. So I made a triple, but I get paid three times the amount of money. That's the key to this thing is that, you know, you're not, you're not doing, you're not doing it in head to heads. You're doing it in contests where it pays off. That can tuple up. I think a cash can can tuple ups also. Because you're playing against very similar lineups. Like we look at can tuple ups. Right here, here's a $10. It's a 
Oh god, no, no, this is just like upcoming. Did I cash in any quintuple ups? Safe. Yeah, I cleaned the place fifth. Even with my lineup. Top five get here's here's another one. Fifty dollar. So this is a five X payout. Right, as long as you come in the top five. And here you go. Came in the top five. And of course, John Iver, BK Reader, and Get Loose all have the same lineup. They they beat me out, but then you have a whole bunch of very similar lineups underneath you. Chad G, right? Here's here's Scherzer, Freed, Alfaro, Hosmer, Crows, Cronenworth, Machado, Bobby Wood, Connor Joe, Grissom, and Sheets. So it's not like I didn't have I had very similar players, but not the same combinations of them. But this one didn't have Mazzara in it. 46% Grissom. He does poorly. You just get bumped up. Here's his uh see, look look how many Fire Dog McLovin and UT Lamb Lambdas all have the same lineups. You go through like here, Johan 822. Well, this is kind of a weirder lineup. Why are you playing Aranda at that second base? So this is taking advantage of the field's mistakes. This this lineup probably projected for way lower. But it ain't that bad in a quintuple up contest where you're trying to pass and get five extra money. So this lineup isn't as bad as it looks. So some of these lineups, like down here, like take a look, 5135. How do you have this? How do you how do you play this lineup? Yeah, this is this is too much. I don't get this. Human Z99. Sorry if the sorry if you're out there. Play Nola and Lynch with Heim, Hosmer. Still played Hosmer. Story, Davis, Seeger, Peterson, Garcia, Schwarber. Uh, this lineup probably project 15 points lower or something. You didn't have Scherz. You didn't have a lot of people in it. This is getting too different, right? You're sacrificing way too much projection. But I mean, some of these, sometimes you look at the bottom and you go, I don't know how people put together these lineups. Why are you playing Cal Quantrill in, in, in a quintuple up? Is there a need? Jock Peterson. Why was Jock Peterson in both these lineups? I have no idea. Right, there's a difference between being this different and having a lineup like mine, which is somewhat weird. You look and you go, oh, but that's weird. You played Crone. Oh, you played C.J. Abrams. Oh, you played Freed instead of Nola. Then everything else kind of looked sane. Right? Oh, you played Connor Joe, but he was 32% owned, right? Grossman was 17% owned. The were nuts. You didn't play Grissom. Well, I still play Mazzara. I'm not nuts. Probably going to play one of the two sub-3K outfielders at visiting team in Coors Field with a 6.5 total. Yeah, I'm probably going to do it. Probably if I get rid of both of them, my projection goes down too much. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be nuts. In in this environment, in a quintuple-up environment, it's large field GPP, I hate everything. Look at the lineup I had before. I had no Padres in it. I have no problem with that. But, dude, you don't get more. If you if, if that if, if you come in and get 200 points, you still get five extra money. Who cares? Right, Alex Santi says it in the chat. Right, couldn't these lineups make more than hundred man? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that then 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 that's much better. Top twelve payout, hundred man contest, and a progressive payout from twelve to one. Yeah, sure. I'm not sure if those are the exact lineups to make, but I mean, 
You can suck because way more projection than those. Check out all promotions. Get out of here. But in a quintuple up, a triple up, you shouldn't be playing those types of lineups. Play something close, close to optimal. But I'm just assuming that these are these are people that don't necessarily have projections and right. Now you take a look and you go. Someone played Cobb and Bello. Played Schwarber. 25%. Why is Schwarber 25% owned at 6,100? In a quintuple up. Who's playing Kyle Schwarber? We have 700. And then why do we have to play? Why are we playing cheap pitchers? The Padres were all free yesterday. And they're still they're free today also. They forgot to raise. They didn't even raise the prices today. All right, we take a look today. Today we got what? Where's DraftKings? Where where's the San Diego? I mean, they didn't even bother. I mean, like they like they just didn't show up to work again. Take a look at the expected order, right? Because the lefty's on the mound. If Kim is back, 2,900, 3,900. Cronenworth's price went down. Machado went up 200. Void price, I think Void's price went down also. Wasn't he 3,600? Right, we may get Alfaro and Nola in the lineup at the same time with a DH. You have Brent Rooker at two thousand. I mean, look, look at look at this. Other than Manny Machado, everyone's under four K, and they have a six uh, over a six total. So they're going to be the stone chalk again on a four on a much bigger slate now. But if you're playing, if you're playing cash games or something, or something close close to cash games, you're probably playing these guys. Right. If we take a look at the, I mean, this is the bat projections as of what ten oh five or whatever. Let's put in, let's put in two zeros and see what the what the what the optimal like right now is. Sales. So sales back. Chris sales back. I don't know what his pitch count's going to be. Okay. So we see here one, two, three, four, five. So. According to the bat right now, the highest projected line of 123.03 has five Padres in it. None of the outfielders, though. Right? Because most likely Mazar is not going to bat against uh, lefty. They'll have Rooker in there. He's not that good anyway. We have Kim, Machado, Cronenworth, Voigt, and Alfaro. I'm assuming you could even put Nola in there. If you, I mean, it's going to be another another Padres truck slate. In large field GPP, I, could, I, I can understand just exiting them out especially on a slate this size. We got the Yankees with the five uh, over a five-run total, right? I'm just looking here. Atlanta with close to a five total. Minnesota have over a five total. The Dodgers are close to five. Obviously, the Rockies on the other side of the game. So there are ways to go. There are ways to go. They're more expensive. Of course, they're priced better. That's That's the only difference. Uh, going through the YouTube chat, feel free to type it in. We got got nothing to do today, really. Do you fix that? I I had Alfaro, Voigt, Iglesias, and Grissom, which ended up two owned. Well, it depends on what. It, dep- it depends on what contest you were in. Also depends. It also depends on what site you're on. FanDuel they priced that the Padres are priced normally. Like Mazzara was in twenty nine hundred and Grissom was thirty one hundred on FanDuel. Machado was like forty six hundred. I mean, they were normally priced. Uh, we got a doorbell ringing. I don't know delivery. Hopefully, it's not for me. 
going through the YouTube chat. And uh, Brian, see any thoughts of how many people use use legit projections? Fifty percent. Oh, I don't understand what you mean by legit projections. I would say that in in cat in cash like contests. So that's not just double ups and head dads, but triple ups, quintuple ups, cash like contests. Uh, I'd say more more than more than half use some some type of projection, probably more than that. In cash like contests, I mean, I could go to like let's say a dollar. I'll go to I'll go to uh, double up from yesterday. I do I do put my lineups in double ups. I I don't know if that's profitable to do my style of lineups, but I'm testing. Let's see. So I'm gonna just go to a double up. So just go to a single, just a, a small. Single entry. How many? How many? How many players in it? Let's see. Well, let's just go to fifty. A fifty dollar double up. With how many? Uh, I just want to make sure I'm not have to. I don't have to go through a million million uh, lineups. Oh, entries one hundred and thirteen. So if you see here, based on the ownership. Of the players, like you could tell that a lot of people use projections. I mean, 86, 80, I mean, just by the, the ownerships of, I mean, these are the best projected players. I mean, this is, I mean, this BK Reader's lineup, this lineup that he's playing, if I were to, if I were to play head-to-heads, this is the, literally the exact lineup. Like, this is the lineup that 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 I started with. Like this exact lineup, this literal exact lineup. Now, obviously, it was it was ended up being better than my lineup, but should. But look how many people look. Be, look at one fifty five point fifty in this. This is a fifty dollar double up with one hundred and thirteen people. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. What four? Fourteen people have the same exact lineup. And if and if if I wasn't if I was playing normally, and just playing for double ups and head dads, this I would have been I would have been uh, another person with the same one. Based on my aggregate projections, this this was this was the the top projected median lineup. This this lineup right here. But then you go down even further. You go okay. Well, you have a, these two guys at uh, one fifty five point four. What's their difference? It's like yeah, well they had Gritchuk. They'd Hosmer, they, they, they were a little bit different. They were like a 3v3. But still, Seeger was 27%. Hosmer was 17%. Gritchick was a little low on. He had a home run. Looks pretty similar. I could I could see a projection set. If you have if you ended up with a little bit higher on Gritchick, let's say you raised Gritchick's projection by three quarters of a point. And Seeger's projection by a point or something. I can see this being this this would appear to you based on those projections to be the highest median lineup. So that this looks like this looks like a projection lineup also. All right, we do we go through, we see some he's a 146.50. I'm not a not a big fan of Diaz in this lineup. Hampson. Obviously, maybe uh what whatever projections these these guys are looking at had uh, the Rockies. A little bit higher, project a little bit higher. 
I ended up with more Diaz, Grichuk, Hampson. Right, so I could I could see how this could be a high projected lineup. Right, we go down to losing it all. Utakau. Here's all these one forty. Look how many one forty four point five lineups there are. Eight of them. Right, so let's take a look. Well, what's the difference between these lineups? Other than you paying up for Seager here. Right, so you got Seager instead of like Bobby Witt. So basically just Seager over Bobby Witt, right? I mean, that's the, that's the only difference between this lineup and the lineup before. Right? Instead of leaving 500 on the table, you leave you don't leave 500 on the table. I, ha- I had Bobby Witt projected higher than Seager. So I can see this line. I mean, this lineup is literally a 1v1. I mean, look, that this is the point that I'm making. All these lineups are typically going to be in triple ups and quintuple ups and those types of lineups. So you have a whole bunch of people. You have eight people playing this lineup. Right. And then you had what 14 people playing the other lineup, which is just has wit over Seeger. So how do we get different? That I'm not just a 1v1. Okay, so I still have Cronenworth, Machado, Melendez, and Mazzara, and and even and Grossman. But now I have CJ Abrams, now I have Crone, now I have Connor Joe, now I have Max Freed. So out of like the like twenty percent of the lineups in this contest are virtually the same lineup. Here's one forty three lineups. What's the big difference between these? Other than okay, you got Franmil Reyes there instead, and Alfaro, who was thirty nine percent owned as it was, so it's not like he wasn't owned, and Ramirez instead of Machado. But the lineup essentially looks the same. We go down. Here's a couple of one forty point. There's four one forty point five lineups. What does this look like? Do they all have Jonah Heim here? Yeah, I guess so. No, this one doesn't. Just happen to score about the same. But look, look how similar this lineup looks. It's Ramirez over Machado. And pretty much everything else looks like, it looks like the exact thing of the first lineup we looked at. Just it has Ramirez over Machado. That's it. Bobby Witt, Grissom, Mazzaro, Grossman, Cronenworth, Voigt, Melendez, Nola Scherzer. Here's Alfaro, Freed, Grichuk. But still essentially the same. Ramirez over Machado. Here's the McLovin lineup. Okay, there's there. We go down. We see a couple of lineups at 130. Oh, we see a bunch of lineups at 131.50. Okay, and has some, some sharper players in here. 131.50. So there's it looks like 14 lineups. What do these look like? I mean, they look, I mean, come on. Nola Scherzer, but Alfaro and not Melendez. Ramirez and not Machado. Quan instead of Grossman. Witt at shortstop. I mean, I mean I'm making the point for myself on why I'm playing triple ups and quintuple ups different. So when people ask, it's like how many, you know, how many people use projections to make lineups? I mean, take a look, look at look at your double ups. I mean, outside of some one-off weird lineups, you're 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 dealing up primarily with a lot of one v ones and two v twos. Here's a couple of one twenty three lines. Here's Rotomania, right? So Garrett Hampson at shortstop, Alfaro at Crone at first, a little bit different. Joe, so it basically had the Rockies a little bit more projected, but it looks about the same. Look at the ownership. 
All right, we go down to we go down here. So some one eighteen fifties. Okay, this is a little bit different now. Moncada and Bart and Calhoun and Martinez. Now, now we're getting off the beaten path. Now, now this looks like a, I didn't use projections type of line. All right, we go down to some of these people. This one could be okay. This one makes sense. Nola Cobb didn't play Scherzer. Still played Rockies. I mean, probably had the Rockies a little over projected. I get this. I get this lineup at least. But once you start going down to the bottom, I mean, then then you're gonna see, then you see lineups that you don't know how the hell the hell they got to. But for the most part, we went through. Look, we went through a hundred and thirteen man fifty dollar single entry double up. I would have to say that eighty percent of eighty percent of these entries were what the what's the top lineup in my projections type type of line, type of lineup. Now, once you go to GPPs, now, oh, now there are tons of people that don't use projections, right? There are plenty of recreational players. But in these cash-like games, it's not exciting for the normal person to put in five bucks and win nine, right? Ten, whatever. They want to play GPPs, and they don't want to put in, oh, okay, they're not going to pay for projections or make their own to turn $5 into $10. This is the reason why the cash is. I mean, there there were line. I had lineups yesterday, like my like like my lineup, like the lineup that I played in the triple up, easily cashed in the relay throw. I just throw all my lineups in, so I only play what for five lineups, three lineups, something like that. Like in the relay throw, my one forty seven lineup, like easily. I, I think it was like a three or four x in the fifteen dollar contest, the large field. Yet. It was on the line of cashing like a fifty dollar double up, right? Even though it was in like the top 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 eighty eighth eighty eighth percentile in the large field GPP, barely barely made it into some contests, double up wise. That's why in cash games the edge there's there's not that much edge when everyone is kind of playing optimally, playing a high projected lineup. Because the types of people that play those contests are those types of people. GPPs, you can just find tons of deadlines. Uh, go through the YouTube chat. MJC spotted Blender last night and a few MLB single entries on Fandle. Yeah, didn't do very well. Fandle, Fandle was eh. DraftKings was good, but Fandle was eh. Made money. Pretty much made a lot, made a bunch of money on DraftKings. Lost, lost, not as much, but enough on Fandle. I don't care as long as I come out ahead. Doesn't matter. Defic asks or says, uh, as a guideline, can you look at a X game slate in an X contest or a blank contest and have a total ownership number for your whole lineup that gives you a red flag of this maybe too much ownership? No. There's no exact number. There's obviously on this slate, like for instance, on this specific slate, you'll understand why any, any, remember the rule. Don't, if an answer could be yes, no, or an exact number, that means the question is bad. Okay, so I refresh just to get new new ownership. But take a look at I mean, this this can't be right. This this ownership is not right. 
The, the Padres are not going to be this low owned. But like on a slate like yesterday, for instance, where guys are like 50% owned, like obviously the num- that number is going to be higher. On a 14-game slate with very efficient pricing, the number is going to be very much lower. So you can't necessarily say, well, on an 11-game slate in uh, a 1,000-person fa- contest, total ownership should be no more than 170. Well, what happens? What happens if Garrett uh, Cole today was minimum price? And he was going to be 80%. Maybe he's actually under-owned for that price. Who knows? What happens if uh, Manny Machado was 2,000? Who's the highest uh, projected player? Otani, he's minimum price also. Or something. Aaron Judge, minimum price. Everyone else is still priced the same. Other than Aaron's judge, Manny Machado, and Garrett Cole. They're all minimum price. They're all probably going to be God knows how old. Who knows how, how high old. So on that same same slate, right? Same size slate, same contest. Yet you have three players that are going to be 70% off. So obviously the top lineup that you could make is a lineup that has an ownership sum of what? 210 plus all the other players? 260. 270. We take away those pricing inefficiencies. What's the top ownership sum lineup? Maybe what? 150? Right? We have here 149.76. But let's say Garrett Cole was twice his own. Well, that number is going to be higher. It's the same 14-game slate, and it's the same contest that you're playing. Yet the top lineup, that that optimal lineup, total ownership will change depending on the ownership of the players. So that's why there's no exact number. Every slate is different. If you were not to play that player, we have uh, in basketball. Basketball is the easier example because we have immense price inefficiencies where someone gets injured and they didn't change the pricing. Someone's out and this 4K player is now going to play 38 minutes at over a fantasy point per minute and has a 10X median. Right, something ridiculous, something that you're probably jamming into almost all your lineups, if not all of them. Right, the guy, the guy is going to be eighty percent owned, but he project he's a four K player and he projects for forty points. Well, that's an eighty percent owned player, so obviously, and then there's a second guy that's like that also. Another, the Suns are sitting so and so, and someone's a Cameron Payne four K. He's another one, so he's another eighty percent owned player. So obviously, your total loan the Ownership is going to go way up because the those those two players are going to be way owned, which also the high end players are going to be way owned also, right? Because it's going to be easy because these guys project for so much. If you were to remove one of those two players, you're dropping your projection on your lineup like eleven points, which you could do for large field GPPs by just getting rid of one of those two four K players. But that's the only way you can make it to remove one of them makes that big of a drop. In baseball, you never see that big of a drop. But imagine Dean and played both of those two 4K players. You're dropping like 20 points in projection. Just doing, just exiting those out and playing the best lineup from there. Is it worth even doing that? Probably not. Most likely in basketball, you're playing those two, those two 4K players and just getting different elsewhere. So your total ownership for that specific slate 
for the lineups that you're playing, regardless of the size of the slate and the contest that you're in, are going to be higher because you're playing 280% on players. Yet on another slate, the 280% on players equal 160%. Yet on a same size slate, same size contest, the pricing is completely efficient. And you're playing a lineup that has like 120 total ownership. There's no one is that owned. Everyone's around the same amount of ownership. The highest owned guy is 22%. Something like that. Because there's no bargains. The pricing is fine. Or maybe people are overpriced even. The ownership a lot, most times, is a function of the efficiency of the pricing. So that is a variable in what you're what you're asking on an X game slate on in an X contest. Well, every slate is not going to have be the same pricing, efficiency wise. So that's a third variable, and that's the most important variable. Trying to look for shortcuts will not get you to succeed. You cannot think in terms of no, yes, nos, and numbers. And it's exact numbers. Well, if I always put in 180, then it always, that that doesn't exist. My suggestion is to completely and utterly stop trying to do that. If I only did X, doesn't exist in DFS. There's no magic button. There's no magic settings. My suggestion is to actually learn the concepts of playing DFS. The Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports, how to think like a professional DFS player. 15-hour audio DFS masterclass you can pick up at theoryofdfs.com. Because if you understood the concepts, you would you wouldn't have that question. Like you you would you wouldn't be asking that question. You'd be like, that was that would be a dumb question. Obviously, there's no exact number that you could put in because there's 20 other variables on a slate that would make it that that number would be wrong on most slates. Let's say the Cardinals today had a 7 million team total. And they projected, each of their players projected for 1,700 points. How would that make a difference in a slate where that, that didn't exist? And they're all going to be 95% owned. But they also project for 100 million times more. Like they, they're 95% owned and they should be 99.999% owned. You know what? You're most likely playing five Cardinals in your lineup. And your total ownership of your lineup, your ownership sum, is going to be, what, 600% or so, whatever. And that would be correct on that slate. But since you're going in and going, I'm just going to 180 or 150 or make up some number that you're always using. You're going to make a lineup that is be like, oh, look, I faded the all. I faded the 7 million point projected Cardinals. Aren't I smart? And when the Cardinals go out and put up 474 runs, right, which is actually under their projection, you're like, well, I, I, those lineups are, and then you'd look at all the other lineups and go, oh, look how owned those lineups up. They're bad. But no, they were under those lineups were under owned. You you played a lineup that was projected for like 700 points lower, like literal 700 points lower. But I sacrificed all that ownership. Yeah, you shouldn't have in that specific case. But that's because you were putting in 
magic numbers into an optimizer and not understanding the actual concepts of playing DFS. So that's why I would suggest going at the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports 15-hour audio DFS masterclass. It will teach you all of these concepts. I do this every day. I teach all these concepts every day. You could watch all these shows. Go back from the very beginning. Probably 400 hours to watch. You could save time by just getting the course. Theoryofdfs.com. Uh, we got uh, Grinders Live later today. Obviously, they'll be going over the 14 or 13, whatever they're doing on FanDuel. Game slate uh, later today, 5 o'clock Eastern, then 6.20. Crunch time. I don't, I don't think there's weather. We'll see. I haven't, I haven't checked the weather. But they'll be going over everything leading up until lock tonight. So click on those thummy thumbs. Give me a like button, subscribe button, a notification bell. Helps us out a lot. And uh, and I guess I will see you. I'll see you tomorrow. Right? We'll go, we'll go over, we'll go over this late. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be playing, I'll be playing four or five lineups on DraftKings today, I think. There's a lot of ways, there are a lot of ways to go that aren't the Padres. So we'll we'll see, we'll see what happens. And uh, I'll answer your questions as I always do. On the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. 